Welcome, 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 everybody to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, a.k.a. Money Compton. You already know what it is. It's another episode. We back at it like a crack at it. And this show is available on all platforms. So if you're on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, um, wherever you get your podcasts, Google Podcasts as well, wherever you get your podcasts, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you tell three other people so that they can tell three other people. And you already know how word of mouth travels, especially in the day of social media. Speaking of social media, you can find me on the Twitterverse at Sports Business. And you know us people, we got to do things a little different. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show, sportsbusiness at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Money Content. So that was a lot of admin work to do there in one breath. Um, so yeah, so this weekend I had the privilege. Shout out to like my my actual job. You know, this is my this is my hustle, but my actual job that keeps the bills going and keeps the keeps me to be able to do my side hustle is my current employer. So shout out to UNLV, the athletic department, for uh, having me as one of their guests um, this past weekend to their football game against Utah State. Um, I got to be, I got field level access. Um, you know, got to sit, sit. I was basically on the sideline the whole entire game, um, which was pretty dope. So shout out to UNLV, shout out to the athletic department uh, for making that happen. Um, Allegiant Stadium, as far as the club level seats, I mean, I had a full VIP tour, um, VIP section of the stadium. Um, all you can eat food and I ain't talking about no defect and for my civilian folks that's the dining facility in, in, in the military um, I ain't talking about no defect food I'm not talking about your cafeteria I'm not talking about the beanery in your high school I'm talking about we had prime rib we had sushi we had uh what's what's what everybody doing these days that you know where you every, whatever you do you basically buy a whole bunch of lunch it looks like lunchables just on a on a piece of paper or on a cutting board charcuterie boards and I know I'm not saying it correctly but um, they had one of them out there. They had uh, nothing bunt cakes catered for desserts. I mean, you could sit there and ask for nachos. They take the chips and they put the sauce on the chips so you ain't got that little two-inch side tray of, of cheese where you ain't going to be able to dip with like three of your chips in there. So um, the, the food was amazing. Um, the only thing you had to pay was for your own booze. But I mean, when I say Allegiant Stadium, they, they, they got it right. They knocked it out the park. So um, it was dope. It, it was just it, it, it exceeded my my uh, my expectations. I thought it was going to be a condensed version just because it was a UNLV game as opposed to a um, Las Vegas Raider game. That's not the case at all. So it was just definitely cool to kind of just take your time, experience it. Um, and if anybody's got the Skrilla, man, I'm telling you right now, that's one way of enjoying the game. Like me and my boy, we didn't even sit in our seats like we sat at the we stood at the 50 yard line the entire game behind the opposing players bench. So. Um, again, shout out to UNLV, shout out to the athletic department, the, uh, uh, my team, my, you know, UNLV that was close, but no cigar. It was a very good game. Very competitive. Um, uh, each team played very, very hard and it was a very, very, I mean, the game itself was even just as good as the experience. So there was an all in all great experience. So all my people out here in Vegas, if you got, if you can make it to the champions club, uh, uh, uh part of the stadium, hit that up or the credit one, uh, part of the stadium, hit that up as well. So. Um, enough about my weekend. Let's go ahead and get into my my week. Uh, what are we at? Week six, I believe. 
week six and uh, winners and losers. So we're going to get right into the nitty gritty. Hey, yo, if y'all didn't watch that Cowboys and Patriots game, y'all need to get on Red Zone. Y'all need to go call your Sunday NFL ticket, whoever you can get all your out-of-network games because, man, that thing was popping like fish grease, bruh. Um, it was popping like fish grease to the point where I turned off the Raiders Broncos game because, and I'm going to get there. I'm going to, I'm going to touch that subject in a few minutes, but I mean, the game was out of hand and it got to the point where it was unwatchable. So I turned in, tuned into the Cowboys and the Patriots game right around the last six minutes, I believe of the game. And basically that was the game itself. Um, the Cowboys were, were down the Patriots and able to score, uh, my man Diggs was able to pick off another pass, and I don't know why these quarterbacks are still passing to his area, but he returns it for a pick six. Um, the very next play, Mac Jones is able to go right back at Diggs and, and have a, a bomb at a 75-yard touchdown. Um, they tie it up again, and then next thing you know, in an overtime, C.D. Lamb catches a, a a bomb from Dak Prescott. And and the reason why I'm going to say the Cowboys are my winners is because everybody is doing this yeah, but... You know, it's the yeah, but they haven't really played anybody. Yeah, but you know, their their offense is supposed to be doing this. Yeah, but it's a whole lot of yeah, buts, and and and, and they're doing what they're supposed to do. Yes, they've had a eh, somewhat of a cakewalk schedule. You take a, you take away the week one loss against uh, the Buccaneers. Um, you know, they haven't really played anybody, and it's not their fault that the Giants stink. Um, it's not their fault that the Patriots. Um, aren't good as what they did, aren't good as what they once were. And I'm, I'm and, and speaking of the Patriots, I think that there's this reverse Jedi mind trick that a lot of people, a lot of teams are facing when they play the Patriots. They are facing the, 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 the ghost of Christmas past. And when I say the ghost of Christmas past, I feel like there's still that aura of the Bill Belichick, um, Tom Brady, and once how they were dominating for 20, 20 years, they dominated for 20 years and that there's still some type of aurora um, hanging around these boys and it's it's still you know the Patriots I believe are, are either one they've only won one or two games but it's always this um, but what it you know but st- it's, it's always a but still it's the Patriots I mean the page the, the Cowboys just kind of proved that wrong and if you take if we keep it at a buck Dak Prescott fumbles the ball in the end zone I believe it throws another red zone touch uh, interception um, so theoretically this game was not as close as the score once you know the score says um, the Cowboys actually were pretty dominant in this game. Um, in the past, the Cowboys were able to figure out how to lose these type of games, and, and they haven't. They, they they've been able to get it, and I, a lot of it comes to the credit of Dak Prescott. Um, that that bomb that he threw to C.D. Lamb uh, to, to win the game that's probably not a throw he was able to make probably even three years ago, two three years ago. He probably wouldn't have been able to make that um, that throw. So the Cowboys are maturing. Um, is their defense a little sus? Yeah, a little bit. But in the, in this day and age, you don't need a, a a dominant defense. You don't need a steel curtain. You don't need the 80, 85 Bears. You don't need the 2000 Ravens. You just need a middle of a pack row team defense that can get the job done when the time is needed. And right now they're showing that. Um, they're showing that they can pick up the plays. They can, they're showing that. They they're able to win, you know, get get stops when they need to. And that's all you kind of really need. You need like a top, you know, you want to stay within the top 13 to 10 as far as defense goes. So, you know, you know, you want to be in that top 40 percentile um, for defenses. So the Cowboys are definitely my winners. Um, the Ravens, the Ravens just did it. Lamar Jackson, man, every every time he plays, it's, it's Mr. He's like Jackie Brown. He's Mr. Excitement. Um, he's, he's making things happen. And then they, they didn't just win yesterday against, uh, the chargers. They went, they put, they, they got that work. They meaning the chargers. There's no way I saw that game being this final score of 30, 34 to six. 
Um, that, that's just crazy. Um, but Lamar Jackson, even with a uh, the AARP committee of running backs that he has with Le'Veon Bell, uh, Le, Le, uh, Devontae Freedom, and uh, Latavius Murray, the, the AARP guys are guys all over the Hill gang, um, all making it happen with them. Even at that, they're still being dominant. Um, you take away that loss against the Raiders on week one. They've been balling, bro. And, and for them to beat the Chargers, and the Chargers have been kind of somewhat of one of the, these Cinderella teams this season, for them to do that to them at you know in Baltimore, that 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 was something I didn't see coming. I thought it was going to be a lot closer than what it was, and and it and it wasn't. So um, you know the Ravens, they got you know they're they're rolling. Um, the Chargers, you know you know it, it's now this is a, a hard look in them and say, hey, is this what is this what you guys are? Um, did you guys just guys kind of catch a hot streak? So. Chargers got a little bit of work to do, um, but the Ravens, for them to be 5-1, and one, the only loss against the Raiders, uh, they're a scary team. Uh, they're a very scary team. They've already beat the Chiefs as well this year, so, um, uh, man, I just didn't see that coming. And and, and my, my other game, my other week six game ball goes to, to, the, to the Raiders. Um, yeah, they played the, 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 the Broncos, and the Broncos, I said this on social media yesterday, the Broncos had to have been the worst 3-2 and two team if I've ever seen one in my entire life. Like, they are garbage. And, and, and they, I mean, the first three wins were against teams that were combined 0 for 9. They played both New York teams, and I forgot who the other team was that they played, but it was, it, they, they just, they played bad teams. Like, bad, B-A-double-D bad teams. So, for them to go for the Raiders to have everything that they went through this past week with the with the resignation of John Gruden um in my opinion as much as I love the Raiders Mark Davis in my opinion is a coward um for you have not to even have what you call some cojones to grab those and to fake go up to the podium like like a like a owner of a of a sports franchise would do and say hey this is, you know, we, we don't we don't stand by this. The Raiders is a team, you know, they always say that they're a team of diversity. Um, you know, we were always about showing diversity. We, we, you know, they always go through the resume that they hired the first woman CEO, hired the hired the first minority head coach in Tom Flores, Art Shell, um, all of these accolades. And for Mark Davis not to have the cojones to get in front of the camera and say, hey, we don't stand by this. Um, you know, but we're going to move forward. We're going to take this as a learning experience. Um, we thank Coach Gruden for all of his uh, uh, input on the team, and we're going to use. We're going to we're going to start fresh. For him to say, "Hey, don't ask me. Talk to NFL. They got all the answers." To me, that's number one. He didn't want to. He didn't want to let go of Gruden. That that's very evident. And number two, the Raiders franchise and the Raiders fans, y'all need to let go of this whole scenario of. The NFL is still after the Raiders after all of these years between the beef that Pete Rozelle, who's dead, and Art and Al Davis, Mark Davis's father, who's been dead for about ten years now. Y'all need to let go of this whole thing. It's a it's that happened almost forty years ago. Let it go. It's a new day, okay. And for the Raiders and and their and their new coach, for them to go on the road, and I think be, them being on the road was probably the best bet for them. And I know it's just in in Denver, but for them to go on the road. I think it was a good way for them to kind of clear their minds, get away from the distractions here in Vegas, and just play ball. Um, I, I think that that helped them out a lot, being on the road. And also helped them out that they played against the Broncos. Um, they were able to finally score an opening drive touchdown. Uh, they were all, The offense looked great. Um, the, 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 the offensive coordinator, Greg Groman, he, he played a, he called a great game, um, and which is crazy that, you know, I don't know why John Gruden 
was calling plays. Um, this offense looked like night and day compared to just last week. They looked very inept, and I'm pretty sure last week had a lot to do with just probably a lot of players just tuned out and checked out. So the defense looked looked, looked alive and well, and they looked alert yesterday, um, and, and they balled out. So good for the Raiders. Um, now they're they're you know they're still back at four and two. Um, they play the Eagles this weekend. Um, which will be, you know, it should be a good test for them, and, and we'll see what ends up happening. By the way, I will be attending that game, um, so I'll definitely I'm actually attending the next two Raider games. Um, more to follow on that. Um, and the losers, again, the Chargers. You can't, you, you can't be the, the 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 talk about team, the most talked about team, one of the most talked about teams, and you just go to Baltimore and just lay an egg. I know it's across the country. I know it was a 10 a.m. local time game for y'all, but that was just that was just bad. Um, it just it just didn't look right. Uh, the Browns, the Browns, whew, man, talk about one of your more more disappointing team disappointing teams. The Cleveland Browns got to be it, um, you know. And I, I, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I don't think the Browns are gonna re-sign Baker Mayfield at the rate they're going. Um, and the Browns play the Broncos this weekend or this Thursday, I should say, at home in Cleveland. This is a good time. And this is I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that this is a make it or break it game for their season this Thursday. Um, and if not, you guys start looking in to see what's the class of the 2022 NFL draft quarterbacks, because Baker Mayfield, it don't look like it's working. Um, he had two fumbles, I believe, had an interception, re-aggravated his non-throwing shoulder. Um, but even then, they, they were already kind of skeptical about handing them a contract. So I I would expect either they're going to franchise him this season, this offseason, or they're going to just do away with him. Um, and more than likely, it's probably it's it would probably be best for them to do away with him. Um, he's had all the tools and I know he's got a he's got a, a plethora of injuries all around him, uh, especially at the running back position. But I mean, even beforehand, I mean, the only thing that they were missing earlier this season was just OBJ. And this is the same team that pretty much went to got a playoff win last year um, without OBJ. So this is they, they got to be one of the more disappointing teams. Um, another one of my disappointing disappointments, the losers this week was, man, I forgot that Geno Smith was even in NFL, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I ain't going to lie. I forgot where he went after he left the New York Jets. After he sat there and got drafted on day two, he sat there and fired his agent, I believe, that night that he was on draft night. I forgot Geno Smith even played in NFL until, I guess, last week when Russell Wilson messed his finger up. Clearly, my man ain't learned anything since sitting under Russell Wilson. I guess he's been there for a few years is what I've read up on. My man, you don't know how to hold on to the ball. You don't know how to just slide. You don't know how to, you know, uh, uh, make crucial decisions at, at crunch time because you you cost the team. Um, he ain't learned his lesson yet. He's still a turnover machine, um, at least in crunch time. So he took he took some bad sacks late in the game, um, and then he also got that in, uh, got that fumble. So, <sighs> I mean, the Seahawks. I mean, at this point, I think their season is a wash. Um, I honestly think their season is a wash uh, with Russell Wilson probably being gone for at a minimum three games being an IR. It's curtains for them boys. It, it really is curtains for them boys. Um, they were already kind of shaky even before Russell Wilson, and he practically was was Michael Jackson in the Jackson Five uh, on that team. So he ain't got no help. And now there's no there's no Russell Wilson. I don't know what they're going to be able to do. So yeah, the 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 the, the, the Seahawks just uh, it's kind of a disappointing season for them as well. I'm going to tell y'all who dodged a, a big bullet this weekend was probably Urban Meyer. 
Urban Meyer went from the from on the verge of getting fired to going all the way to L, uh, London, which maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars just need to stay in London because I feel like that's all that's the only wins they can get is when they play in London. Not to mention they've played the most games out of any teams in London. Um, so maybe they just need to be the London Jaguars at this point. Um, but Urban Meyer went from getting grow, you know, getting getting young girls and giving them lap dances and stuff like that to practically almost getting fired to winning games because if it wasn't for one John Gruden getting fired, he probably would have got canned too. So, um, yeah, John, yeah, Urban Meyer, he he gets a Jags win and he was able to figure it out. Um, that's probably going to be his only NFL uh, win as a head coach, but I mean, I guess he gets to stay at least until the end of the season. And at that point, it's going to be very, very interesting what Shah Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, end up doing. Um, it seems like Shah Khan and, and the Khan family um, are more vested into all elite wrestling um, than they are the Jacksonville Jaguars because I feel like the all, all elite wrestling has been a better product than the Jacksonville Jaguars have been. The last two years at a minimum since AEW has been in, in existence. So that's neither here or there. Um, you know, we're going to try to take off the pedal to the metal on, on basketball. We're going to switch gears. Hey, man, I don't know if y'all sat there and watched the, well, I'm pretty sure a majority of y'all didn't. But this is why I say y'all got to gotta listen to the show because there's always some good tidbits out there. Um, y'all watched that Chicago Sky Phoenix Mercury series? It was pretty good. Like, pretty good. Really, really good. So... Shout out to Candace Parker, uh, you know, who was benched, I believe, a couple of seasons ago um, in, a, in an elimination game. Um, one of her last, I think her last season with the Sparks, she, she ended up getting benched. Um, turned around the next season, won the Defensive Player of the Year. She ends up coming to her hometown of the Chicago Sky. And the Sky were down, I believe, by 17 points in the second half. And they were down by another 11 points going into the fourth quarter. And they turned around and... And won the crucial, won the clinching game, and ended up winning the WNBA Finals. So, um, man, Candace Parker probably got to be the greatest basketball player of all time, uh, women's basketball player of all time. But you know, we're all about equality on this show. Y'all got to start putting her in probably one of the greatest basketball players, male or female, of all time. Because you're up there with the Cheryl Millers, uh, Cynthia Coopers. Like she's she's in the conversation. And if you look at some of those sisters' names. You gotta start putting them. It ain't, it ain't it ain't gender gender identification at this point. Um, you got Diana Taurasi who who balled out as well. Um, them them females right there, they can be in the conversations as far as one of the, the best basketball players like they in their generations, um, male or female. Um, but you know, shout out to Chicago Sky. That was a very very entertaining game. She was you know Candace Parker was made, able to make it happen. Balled out. Came home. Won a chip for her. So um, you know she. I don't know. She she's I believe. 36 or 37 so you know she might be able to step away from the game and call it call it quits and you know she's already a, a 75 percenter on on with the nba on tnt so uh you know i'm pretty i'm assuming she'll probably be at work tomorrow night speaking of tomorrow night y'all it's tip off tip off weekend and we got some we got some good games we got the the brooklyn nets against the defending champions uh milwaukee bucks so they're going to be defending the chip starting tomorrow night <clears throat> Excuse me. Can the Bucks repeat is going to be one of the story plots. And what do the Nets do with two of the big three? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put a disclaimer out right now. This is probably I'm only from here on out. I'm only going to be talking about the, the the Brooklyn Nets that only consist of the players that are on the squad. I'm not talking about anybody else. 
um, who don't want to be there. Um, it's just going to be the Brooklyn Nets, and you already know who I'm talking about. That's it. Um, that's that's all I need to say. So it's going to be can can James Harden and Kevin Durant, with everything that's taking place this offseason, be able to hone in and be able to take what they thought was a fully stabbed team and, and win a championship? I said last or a few weeks ago, I don't know if that's something that they can do. Um, I, I don't know. But now that I'm looking into it and now it looks like that, this 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 roster is going to be the final roster for the remainder of the season. I'm starting to kind of lead, let off on that and say that with James Harden, if a healthy James Harden and a healthy KD, Kevin Durant can stay healthy for 65 to 75 games this season, they're going to be good. The uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, on the other hand, it's going to be really really interesting to see how they're going to be able to repeat. Um, I think this is another season. This is two years in a row where I don't have a straight up answer who's going to win the championship this year. Um, and that goes into game two of the doubleheader tomorrow night. The Lakers against the Warriors. Um, everybody knows I'm a diehard Warrior fan. And everybody also knows I'm very realistic on when I when I get on this on this show. I'm not I, I take my fandom hat off and I put my um, put my journalistic analyst cap on. I would not be surprised if the Golden State Warriors are not even only in the play play in tournament if they don't even make the top 10 top 10 seeded teams to get invited in the play in tournament. I just don't see this Warriors team with a James Wiseman where we don't know when he's coming back. Clay Thompson is going to come back at Christmas at the earliest. We don't know what these two rookies are going to be able to do. Um, you got Kevon Looney out here looking like Lurch from Adams Family, um, and he moves like Lurch from the Adams Family. I don't know if that's enough. Jeremiah Green is another year older. I'm pretty sure he hasn't improved his jump shot. Steph Curry can do only so much. So let's just say the Warriors, what is it, Christmas? That's probably about 10, about 15 to 20 games into the season. A little bit more than that, actually. Um, let's just say the Warriors are, are right around there. They're, they're about 15, about 20 to 25 games into the season. They're probably going to be in a huge hole as it is when Clay gets back. We don't know what Clay's going to look like. So now you got to sit here and try to play catch up just to get in a top six city team. That's a big ask for this team. I, I just don't know if that can happen. As far as the, uh, the, the Lakers go. They didn't look good this preseason, and everybody's saying it's just preseason, it's just preseason. Um, and, and I'm not gonna count on LeBron. Um, I think last year with him being injured, that kind of that, that played a big deal. AD, I mean, he was a walking P3 profile for all my military folks. Y'all know what that means. Basically, in layman's terms, this dude was a cough away from being out of work for five days with a doctor's note. Um, and, and and so I don't know what AD is gonna look like. I don't know what this Carmelo Anthony is gonna look like. I don't know if Westbrook can can play off the ball when LeBron is basically going to be your primary ball handler in crunch time situations. Um, so there's a lot of trinkets in this with this Lakers team that's going to be very very interesting to, to see what ends up happening. Um, the Nuggets they're probably going to be a year better with the with the reigning MVP uh, Nikola Jokic. You got the Blazers. What's what's Dane going to do? Is he is he going to get frustrated and say I want to dip off by the by the trade deadline? Um, then you got the Sixers on the East Coast. We don't know what the hell Ben Simmons is going to do. We don't even know if Ben Simmons is going to play this week. We don't even know if Ben Simmons is going to take a jump shot outside of the paint this year. So you got that whole mess over there. I have zero faith in Boston. I don't know. I don't care if Brad Stevens is not even coaching with him making players personnel moves. I have zero faith in the Boston Celtics. I think that's one of the worst 
poorly ran org teams right there. They got too much talent to be that terrible. I don't know if Kyle Lowry going to the Heat makes the Heat that much better. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Drag uh, uh, Dragic, um, Gordon Dragic as the point guard a little bit more than I did like Kyle Lowry. So we'll see that. The new look Bulls. That's going to be very, very interesting to see what, what Ball, DeRozan, um, Vucevic that came last year in the midseason trade from Orlando. That's going to be very interesting to see. I think that's going to be a fun team to watch. Don't know if they'll, they'll, they'll don't know if they'll make a lot of noise in the playoffs, but they'll be a fun team to watch. The Clippers, on the other hand, when does Kawhi come back from his partially torn ACL? Um, are they going to be able to build off of what they had last season? Um, so you got a lot of these questions that are floating out through the season. So when somebody says, "Hey, who do you think is going to win the NBA championship this year?" My answer is, I don't know, dog. I really don't know. I really, really don't know. So we're and, and you got 82 games. The fans are all um, welcome back to the to the to the arena. So it's going to be good to see fans again coming back. So we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. But um, if I had to take a shot right now, eh, I probably would say the Nets might be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Nets and Lakers barring any um, any major setbacks with injuries this season. So that's what I'm looking to. But I think it's going to be a very. I think if you can get a league pass subscription this year, it's going to be a lot of good games floating around there this year. So. Um, Look out for that, man. <clears throat> so, man, it's, it's been a it's been a fast-paced show. And we about to wrap it up with the Sports Business Podcast Dummy of the Day. And this Dummy of the Day, it can't go... I can't even understand how this even happened. And there's two parts to this. I think the NFL needs to look into the concussion policy. And ain't just, just having a, practice, uh, a private uh, uh, neurologist on, on the sidelines. I think if you're diagnosed with a concussion... You automatically got to sit out a week. It should be a new rule. I think they need to mandate that. If you got a concussion, you got to sit out a week off rip. Um, that being said, what the hell were the New York football giants thinking? Putting Daniel Jones out there, uh, I believe, with a few minutes left when it's the game is 38-3. to Why are you still playing them? If the game ain't, you lost. You lost at halftime when the score was 28-3. to You lost then. You should have benched them then. Um, he had a couple of bad interceptions. You got him on a third and two going for a terrible quarterback sneak after he just got a concussion. The New York football giants, I thought we're going to have, this was Dan, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, Daniel, whatever. I call him Danny Nichols, but I'm gonna call him Daniel Jones today. Cause he don't even get a nickname. I thought this was going to be a breakout year for my man. And it's been completely the opposite. Um, and, and they just don't have the offensive line. Saquon for him to be built like the way he looks like a Terminator for him just to be rolling ankles and this and that I don't know what to think of him anymore um he's starting to look like the Carson Wentz of running backs but then again I mean you got you just got a team with no weapons um so I don't know what what they can do but you can't put a a a guy who just had a concussion out there and the score is 28 to 3. You got to pull the plug on him and just live to fight another day. You're doing a disservice. And that, that's a safety issue at that point. Then you got my man going out here on quarterback sneaks and things like that. Like, you clearly don't care. You don't care for this man's well-being. Um, and I just found out yesterday Mike Lennon was the backup or is the backup for the Giants. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what were they thinking. But you can't put a guy... Uh, when your score is down 30, 30 something points, when you're down 30, almost 30 points going on a third and two uh, uh, quarterback sneak. So New York football giants, you definitely get the sports business podcast dummy of the day. Um, what a disappointing season they've had uh, so far. But uh, 
Once again, you listen to Sports Business Podcast. This is your host, Eric Compton, aka Money Compton. You can find me on the Twitterverse at Sports Business. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. Um, go ahead and email the show, whatever y'all want to talk about. The show is open for everybody. We're going to run this back next week. Until then, we out of here.